Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Dinner Table with your host, Joe Sheehan. It's glad to have you back. Today is June 4th, 2019, and uh, I think today's going to be a little bit different than the last couple of days have been because uh, I really only want to talk about one topic, but I, it's an important topic. Um, I would like to talk about education, um, and not just education, but also the amount of debt that our country is now facing as a result of um, guaranteeing all student loans and being the guarantor for the student loan industry. Uh, in Back during the Obama administration, it's important to remember that Obama federalized and nationalized the student loan uh, industry. I... Uh, he, he, I think he saw the coming disaster of uh, student debt. I think he saw that, um, that what was happening with our American financial institutions was that they were willing to loan out a lot of money to people who weren't able to pay it back. We were recovering from the 2008 banking crisis. And um, as a result, we were... Uh, we were trying to figure out a way to save our nation's economy. Um, and unfortunately for us, we had a president who was a strong Keynesian uh, believer and a strong socialist when it came to government. And so he looked at the he looked at a large portion of our economy, which now equates to about 1.3, 1.4 trillion dollars of our economy, and he federalized it. He put the American taxpayer on the hook for our student loan. But here's the thing. Why do we have $1.3, $1.4 trillion? We got to look at that. We've got to look at why we have $1.4 trillion of student debt in America. And a large percentage of that debt is held by people uh, my age and younger. Okay, um, People older than I am are now have been out of college long enough that they um are paying they are paying off or have paid off their debt um but people my age or younger um are the ones with the large student debt uh, ratio uh I know I'm one of those um honestly my student debt is incredibly high um largely because I made some bad decisions uh, regarding my education and um, got some degrees that are probably uh, got a degree that is definitely worthless um, in the fact that I got an, an applied associate's degree in uh, acting performance, which I'll be honest with you, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I went into debt for something that um, I'm now going to have to pay off. It used up a large portion of my undergraduate debt. And, and so when I look at, in, in that being said, when I look at, uh, so I, I kind of have a lot of sympathy for a lot of the young people that are out there who have gotten their education um, and have paid for it and have gotten degrees that don't translate very well into society and don't promise a, um, a job once they get out. But, and, and again, why, so 
I guess what we need to do is we need to sit down and we really need to look at this situation. Why did this situation occur? And honestly, I think you've got to take it back to uh, my generation and my generation's parents. Okay. We had a huge high school dropout uh, problem when I was in school. Uh, That was the big issue. People were dropping out of high school. Um, People would drop out. And then what we learned uh, from that data was that if you dropped out of high school, you were more likely to go to prison. If you dropped out of high school, you were more likely to get involved in drugs. You were more likely to get involved in a myriad of different bad things. You were more likely to live in poverty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was a big push, stay in school, stay in school, stay in school, stay in school. On top of that, there was also, for the first time ever, we had, my parents' generation was the first generation really to go to college. Um, my grandparents' generation were the, were the uh, Depression era generation. You know, college was a pipe dream. If you could afford to go to college, if you could um, use your GI Bill from the war, then you could go and get a college education. Otherwise, you didn't go to college. You, you know, that was an expense you couldn't afford. That was for rich people. You went to work. You, you went and got a job. You took care of your family. And, and, and let's be honest, those men and women are who built this country. Those men and women who didn't go to college are the ones who built this country. Um, the ones who did go to college, they contributed as well. I mean, we, our, we had architects, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had people who helped build the country in a different way. But the blue-collar worker was the one that really put in the work, really did uh, what we needed them to do. But a lot of them saw a, wanted a different future for their, for their children. And they realized that they could have had an easier life if they had gone to college. And so what they told their, their generation is go to college, get your degree. Um, and the federal government began to start offering things like Pell Grants. They started offering things uh, like student loans. Um, but really, college was cheap enough that you could work a minimum wage job. You could work it for full time during the summer, save your pennies, and have enough money to pay for a four-year university. Um, and that's what many of uh, our parent, my parents' generation did to go to school. Uh, my mom went to college, which was very rare for a woman of her generation, um, and she went to college and she w- went to college on a scholarship. Okay. Uh, she got a choir scholarship and she got a home economics scholarship. And so that's what she went to school for. She was a home, e- home economics. Now I know that sounds very quaint, but I'll be honest with you. My family benefited from the fact that my mom knew how to take care of a home and that my mom knew how to do so cheaply. All right. Uh, being a, um, son of a single mom, who, um, you know, that came in real handy, real, real, real handy. Um, especially when the fact that, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Now, one of the things that helped my mom, uh, help raise us and get it in is, is she lived in the generation where all you had to do is have a degree. It didn't even matter what your degree was in. It really didn't. Uh, my mom ended up getting a really good job with a national defense contractor here locally. 
Um, she started out, believe it or not, guys, she started out as a secretary. And before she retired, uh, she was a supervisor that supervised inter uh, internet and email security uh, for this national defense contractor. So you can see how that generation, I mean, it really was. All you got to do is get a degree. And that's what my generation was told. People, you know, I'm a, I'm a late Gen Xer, um, my, you know, maybe even an early millennial. And uh, one of the things we were told, we were told constantly by our parents, and it was true for our parents, get a degree. That's all you have to do. Just get a degree. It doesn't matter what it's in. You'll always have a job. You'll always have a job. And so my generation... Plus, you know, the federal government made it a lot easier to uh, get money to pay for that education. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But my generation, we went to school. And we were the first generation to really start ma amassing uh, debt to go to school. School became, started becoming a lot more expensive for us to go. And we did. Um, we, we saw high school graduation rates skyrocket uh, in my generation to over 80%, which is huge. Um, then after that, we also saw college admissions and college graduation rates skyrocket with my generation. Why? We were told to go to school. We were told to go to school by our parents' generation. Uh, that was the dream. And it was also a big push by big education. Uh, big education, big education, if for those of you who don't understand, is government-funded education. It's a big industry. Okay, it's billions and billions and billions of dollars. And big education had a big push. Now that we're getting kids to graduate from high school, let's get them to go to college. And so it was college readiness. That was the big push. That was the big focus on education, especially towards the late 90s and early 2000s. That was the really big push. College readiness, college readiness, college readiness. And so college was what was pushed. Go to college, go to college, go to college. Now that we know you're going to graduate from high school, now go to college. All right, well, so my generation, we answered the call. We went to college. Well, you know, here's the thing. We needed to pay for it. You know, um, college isn't free, um, even though there are some people uh, in the Democratic Party that want to pay for everyone to go to college. College isn't free. And we had to pay for it. And now, we, so we took out the loans. And we were, we were told, just get a degree. It doesn't matter. So we went and got degrees in things that we, we were interested in. Things that we, we knew were fun for us. We were going to have a fun time for four years. And then when we graduated, we were told, all you need is a degree and you can get a job. Well, here's, here's, here's the bad part of the economics of college education. If everybody has a degree and, and, and we flood the job market with a degree, guess what, the, guess what the corporations get to do? They get to save money on training programs and they get to go get people who have degrees in what they need and pay them a premium. You know, take that money that they would have normally spent training the rest of us in how to do that job and give it to people who actually know how to do that job. And unfortunately, for my generation, that's what started happening. And so what did my generation have to do? Well, my generation had to go and get a master's degree. Well, guess what? That's 30000 to $50,000 more on our education bill that we have to accumulate. So now not only did we spend, you know, for me going to a state school, it cost me about $40,000 to get an education. Okay. It cost me about 40, that was about $10,000 a year, $40,000. I got my education. All right. I didn't go to a school that was, you know, $100,000 a year, 
or $100,000 for an entire year or $40,000 a year. I didn't go to a school that was like that. All right. And so I didn't amass a $120,000 debt. I didn't amass a $200,000 debt uh, to graduate from college. I'm at, I had $40,000. That's what I did. Well, then I had to go get a master's degree just to be able to get a job. All right, now, I granted, I got a job, and I got a great job right out of college, and one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't stick it out, but I, I rather have a happy wife and a happy family and, you know, do that than, you know, be making six figures right now. If I had stayed in the job that I was in, I'd be making six figures, easy, easy right now. Chances are I'd probably be, you know, really, really doing well, but I didn't because... I wanted to make my wife happy and I wanted and I wanted my children to grow up with their grandparents. So I made some choices. Well, those choices impacted my ability to make money. All right. And so I had to get, you know, I tried to get a master's degree and that master's degree actually helped me. All right. It helped me in my chosen profession. Um, it helped me make a lot more money than some people who were first coming in. Um, it helped qualify me for other perks and benefits. And so I enjoyed that. So now let's, so that, that, that was my experience. And now I'm getting my, my PhD and am I taking out student loans to get my PhD? Yes, I am. But I know that I'm, I'm being a lot smarter with it this time around. I'm not taking out more than I need. Um, I'm get, I'm making sure that I'm making right decisions when it comes to what I specialize in, in my PhD. So that way when I'm done, I can get a job. All right. Um, And I'm hoping to get a very good job. I'm hoping to make really good money doing what I'm doing. Um, So that's what I'm saying, you know, is we have to be smart with today. We have to be smart with how we use uh, the funding for education. Now, so you have a generation younger than me who were told the same thing. They were told to go to school, get a degree. It didn't matter what your degree was in just as long as you got a degree. No one was telling them, you need to go get a degree in STEM. You need to go get a degree in computer technology. You need to go get a degree in IT. You need to go get a degree in medicine. Nobody was telling them to do that. They were just telling them what our, gener- what our parents' generation told us. All you need to do is get a degree and you'll be able to take care of yourself. So what did they do? They went and got a degree in gender studies. They went and got a degree in art history. They went and got a degree in whatever. And unfortunately for them, they graduated expecting to be able to get a very good job and be able to pay off their $200,000 loans that they got. Well, guess what happened when they started graduating? Well, we had the economic crisis, all right? The IT bubble burst in the early early 2000s. Then we had the housing bubble in the late uh, 2000s, 2008, 2009. Money wasn't there. We had bad economic policy out of the Obama administration. And so you had a lot of people graduating from college who couldn't find jobs. Who couldn't find that, all you got to get a degree job. They couldn't find that. And so you have a lot of disaffected youth who are like, we did what you were told us to do. See, a lot of, a lot of people in the older generation want to make it sound like these kids were idiots. And these kids wanted to have a life fantastic. And now they want everybody to pay their bill. Guys, you have to understand, these, these students who are now wanting their bill paid, a lot of them feel like they were lied to. And I, and I don't disagree with them. I don't disagree with the fact 
that I think I believe it too. I believe that they were lied to. They were lied to by big by Big Ed. They were lied to by a generation who told them just get your degree. Because here's another thing to understand: a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen um, Zs were raised by their grandparents. Because again, what happened? Parents, you know. They were raised by that generation. That generation that told them, all you got to do is get a degree. Well, it was the same generation. All right? That generation who, who worked out for them because that's true. You also had that generation teaching gen millennials and Gen Zs. And so, again, they were told the same thing. Plus, you have Big Ed pushing college first, college readiness, getting kids ready for college, 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 college. Schools were judged by how many kids went to college, how many dollars in scholarship money that they got, all of those things. But they didn't, they, the, the thing that happened was they didn't get ready, they didn't get judged by how many kids finished their first year of college, how many kids graduated from college, right? And so that's what we're looking at, okay, is we're looking at an entire generation of people who were told, all you got to do is get a degree, so I sympathize with millennials and I sympathize with, um, with the Generation Z in that these are people who feel like they were lied to. And so when you have people out there saying, hey, we're going to pay off your, your uh, loans, we're going to pay for free education, we're going to pay for all of that, it sounds really, really, really good to them. And the reason why it sounds really, really, really good to them is because they went and spent $200,000, $120,000 on an education and now they're working in a grocery store. They don't have the big corporate job that they were promised because all they needed to do was get a degree. Do you see what I'm saying? And so that's really the situation we're dealing with. Okay. And that's why this free education issue is so big to these people. I think the older generation forgets that once they got out of college, they were able to get a job and all they had to have was a bachelor's degree and they were able to get a job. Well, what happens when you flood the market with a bachelor's degree? Nothing, you know, there's nothing available. All of those jobs, all of those companies that were, that are willing to hire someone without a, a specific degree have already exhausted their, their resources, training the person to do the job that they need them to do. And that person realizes they're making really good money and they're going to stay in that job. And it's not cost effective for businesses to train people. Now, that's a whole other issue that I would like to talk about because I'd like to talk about apprenticeships uh, one day on this show because I think apprenticeships are huge and I think we need more of them in the United States. Um, and no, I'm not, I don't mean internships. I mean apprenticeships. Uh, because there are people out there that don't have high school diploma that, that don't have, excuse me don't have college diplomas that would make phenomenal CEOs. There are soldiers that are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq that would make amazing CEOs, but aren't going to get a job in the mailroom because they don't have a bachelor's degree. So that's something that I would uh, you know one day I would like to talk about the uh, the concept of apprenticeships. How can we encourage? big business and businesses to allow apprenticeships, allow people to come in, get a job as an apprentice and learn that industry. You know, uh, it's just something to think about. So let's talk about why, why is education so expensive? That's the next thing I want to talk about is why is getting your degree uh, going to force you to get 
a $200,000 debt? Well, it's not because of inflation, okay? When I started my college degree in 1998, to go to Texas A&M University cost $6,000 a year. You could literally get your education at Texas A&M for $25,000. That was it, $25,000. You could get a full bachelor's degree for $25,000 at Texas A&M. That covered your room, that covered your board, that covered everything. Okay? That's how much it could cost you. All right. Today, if you go to Texas A&M University, that's how much it costs you for six hours. Okay? You're not going to graduate Texas A&M University for anything less than sixty to $70,000. And that's a state school funded by the state government and the federal government. Okay, it's already funded by that. All right, University of Texas is the same thing. So I asked the question, why is it that expensive? It's not inflation. That, that exceeds the rate of inflation. All right. Uh, are college professors making more money? Not necessarily. A lot of colleges are hiring adjunct professors. And they can pay adjunct professors forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, while they're pay administrators and pay deans six figures. So again, why does it cost so much? And I, and I'll tell you why. When the federal government decided that it wanted to start subsidizing education, okay, when it wanted to start offering student loans, and when they started increasing the limits of these student loans that you could borrow, education started increasing the amount it costs because they knew they could get it. If they kept increasing the amount of money, the federal government would increase the amount of loans. And so essentially what education institutions have become now is subsidized by the federal government. And if they want to make a lot of money, they can. The thing that you have to understand about this, too, is the largest endowment in the United States, the largest college endowment, which is money in the bank for the college. It's sitting there. Uh, they could use it to offer scholarships. They could use it to offer all of these things. The largest endowment is not Harvard or Yale. And Harvard and Yale, are, I think, are in uh, the billions I think it's $1 billion, I think, is, is Harvard's. No, 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 no. It is the University of Texas in Austin. It has the largest endowment of any university in the country, probably in the world, okay, at roughly, I think, 3 to $4 billion. That means, okay, there are 100,000 students who attend the University of Texas 60,000 undergrad, 40,000 graduate. It costs roughly 6,000 it costs roughly 60 to 70,000 dollars to go to the University of Texas. They have enough money right now in their endowment that every single one of those students could go to the University of Texas for free. And it wouldn't even it wouldn't even scratch the surface. 
that's not including the amount of money that the football team brings in that the um that's that's just the endowment guys literally every student at the university of texas in austin if you are lucky enough to get into the university of texas at austin the university of texas at austin a public funded education school funded by texas taxpayers could literally fund 100% of their students and still pay their faculty. And yet, they continually ask the state for more money. They don't want to spend their endowment. Guys, our education system is broken and our agent's education system is in such a way that it is taking advantage of young people in a we talked about predatory lending with the housing crisis guys we have predatory lending with our government and with the school system we have predatory colleges these colleges need to be put on notice if you receive federal money if you receive if you if students are going to accrue debt to go to your college I'll be honest with you, a good percentage of your endowment better be used in scholarships. If you have over a billion dollars in scholarships or endowment, and there are students coming out of your school that are 100% funded, like they they funded their education 100%, and they're getting $120,000 in loans, that's criminal. That is, that is criminal because here's why it's criminal. Donors and the state and the state taxpayers gave you the money so that you could give scholarships. And if you've got, if you've got money sitting in the bank, especially if you claim to be a nonprofit organization and you've got $3 billion of endowment sitting in a bank account somewhere that you are not spending on your student body, Okay, you're violating your nonprofit status. And even if you're a for-profit school, you're via- it's fraud because you raise that money to give out in scholarships. So I think we have a big, we need to seriously look at our education system. Now, do I support free education? Do I think the federal government should be making college education free? I don't. Because I think you need to pay for college. I agree with a free basic education. I really do. I think high school's too long. I don't think high school should go to eight, the age 18. I think the high school should go to 16. I think, we, I think we have our kids in school way too long. I think 16 years old, I think public education, free public education is enough to help someone who has no plans on going to college be able to go out into the workforce, earn a skill, and get a job and take care of their family. I really think we need to relook and we need to reevaluate education. I think we need to get rid of compulsory education up to the age of 18. I think we need to reduce high school to sophomore year. I think we need to team up with local businesses and Fortune 500 companies to offer apprenticeships for those graduates of high school from 16 
to 16 to 26 years of age or whatever, or actually, I don't think there should be an age limit, but I think a minimum age is 16 to get an apprenticeship. I think we need to look at our college funding. I think if you're, I think one of the things that we could do to keep students from getting needless debt today is make a requirement that's, that financial aid cannot go to something that is not deemed necessary for, so it, it, it can't go to a non-technical or non, so like you can't get, you can't use financial aid to get a degree in political science. Okay. Which I mean, yeah, that would be a detriment to me, but that's okay. Uh, you can't, you know, if you're going to get financial aid, it needs to be from, you know, if the government is going to subsidize education, then it needs to be in things that we need as a society. So yeah, is that picking winners and losers? Absolutely, it's picking winners and losers. But it's also helping people not pursue educa- uh, frivolous education on the backs of the American taxpayer. If American taxpayer is going to have to pay for your education, you should get an education in something we need. If we need more doctors, then it needs to go towards doctors. If we need more cybersecurity personnel, then it needs to go towards cybersecurity. Now, should the Pell, so that so Pell Grant definitely should be limited, and it shouldn't be based on need. It should be based on the. It shouldn't be based on financial need. It should be based on the need of the country, because the American taxpayer is flipping the bill. So it should be merit based. Um, I think we need to return the the um, the loans back to the private sector. Okay, because then guess what? If you if you're gonna get a loan to pay for school, you're gonna have to go through the loan process. You're gonna have to be you're gonna have to qualify for it. So maybe some of these kids are gonna have to go and work and earn money and put a down payment on their education. I don't see any problem with that. These are all issues that we can we can discuss, and I think we need to have these discussions, and I think we need to escape the demagoguery of you know the left that will accuse anyone of wanting to put limitations on this as stifling the poor. Many of the poor can't afford to go to college anyways, even with student loans. All right. There are kids going to college that get full scholarships that can't afford peanut butter sandwiches and can't afford to go home. So let's not, let's have real conversations, America. Let's have real conversations about education. Because guys, we need it. Okay? We need to fix this. This is a $1.4 trillion ticking time bomb that we're going to need to fix. Because, Because there are a lot of people right now on the verge of bankruptcy. And you can't, you can't, you can't. Declare bankruptcy in regards to your student loans. So they're just going to default. They're going to stop paying it. It's going to be a bad situation, guys. Because we're talking disenfranchisement. Because you can't get your license. You can't get an apartment. It's going to be a really bad situation, guys. So it's a conversation we should have around a lot of dinner tables. And it's a conversation we need to have around the national dinner table. Anyways, I thought I'd put that out there. Uh... Do with it what you will, but I think this is an this is a conversation we need to have. 
All right, guys. Well, you take care. Uh, I'll, I'll see you around the table next time. And God bless.